Girls from Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Carson. Welcome to our podcast. You will be listening to some of our best moments of helping people to live their best lives and all while, get this, working with horses. We will be your hosts and have tons of guests along the way. Subscribe today and happy listening. Welcome. Top <laughs> top of the day to you. Is that how you say it? Well, top of the morning, but we don't know if it's morning. But it's not morning. Some of yeah. them are like it could be like one a.m. That should be midnight. It could be ten p.m. And you know, it's interesting because <laughs> we're we're going to be running through a few. We're on the, oh, Thank great. you, Terry. <laughs> we are going to be running through a few. I, I like to call it a series. Personally, I know Carolyn doesn't, but to me, it's a series because it's. You don't know what you don't know until you do know. And this is actually one of my most favorite lines in the world because with working with people globally on a regular basis, you know, sometimes we as humans are so hard on ourselves. And, and we do that regularly because we want to do more for horses or more we wanted to see differently or we want to go back in time to say, I wish I could have done it that way. But you don't know what you don't know until you do know. And today is all about investment versus liability. One of my most favorite topics in the whole wide world besides horses, because I love business and I feel you don't know what you don't know until you do know in the understanding of what the difference is between what it is an investment. Because an investment is always something that makes you money. This is where we have to get our brains out of it being a liability when we buy a course, when we buy into a business, when we buy into, uh, well, I guess even RSPs. I, I'm not a huge believer in all those things. TFSAs, maybe. TFSAs, like okay. any kind of an investment, it's always to make money. You don't just throw in money and say, oh, good luck. And well, unless you go the high risk route, but <laughs> you don't have to do that. So anyways, it's going to be a really exciting morning talking about this because I just think this is a great way to help people understand what they don't know, maybe. And first and foremost, we'll get into our regular stuff here. And hopefully with all of this talk, some sort of light bulb or something cool will happen. And you'll say, hashtag, Holy jumping tuna fish. Because something blew your mind. You're like, I didn't know this before. Yeah. I didn't know that till I didn't know that. Any of those things, throw in that hashtag holy jumping tuna fish because we always like to know what maybe is new or cool information for you as well. Of course, if you are catching this on replay, throw in that hashtag replay. All of you live right now, though, please do let us know where you're from. And we see we have Terry on here. We got Lisa on here. We got Heidi on here. We got Michelle on here already. Yay. So yes, say good morning. Tell us where you're from as well. Cause we always like to know how international this live is at this moment, I guess. It's kind of like having a little breakfast uh, meeting with all yeah. of our, our, our followers with or, all of or our friends worldwide. Absolutely. <laughs> I love this. And of course, share, share, share. This is some really great information. doesn't matter what business you're thinking of going into. This is really fantastic information for all businesses or all people thinking of becoming a sole proprietor or starting a business or getting all of this extra info because it's funny. I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. If you don't know, the differences between these starting a business or getting into business can be really, really scary, really mm -hmm. scary. So share this out and then we can get more people in the know about all of this cool business stuff as well. Because here is the thing. 
Every single one of us deserves to do what our passion and our destiny and our heart wants. We do, but we allow those those things to paralyze us in, in that fear of money or being successful or people around us saying things will never work. So it really is really important that we globally help each other to step forward and just take the step. I know it's fearful, but it's so exciting when you are called to the destiny that you are made for, that purpose that you've been called to do. But it does. It does take guts to do it. And when you do that, the gut piece, though, and you take that first step, it's like, oh, that wasn't half as bad as I thought it was yeah. going to be, right? Or you don't even realize how much you've done. And then you look yeah. back and you're like, I am awesome. Like, <laughs> how did I get to do this so much? I'm so great. And it's always that, like, it really is a feeling of accomplishment for sure. To introduce ourselves, my name is Carolyn Charles. I'm the director of sales and marketing, as well as an instructor and facilitator for the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Just love that long, long name. Oh, hi, everyone. My name is Carrie Fulmeck, the founder of the Equine Connection <laughs> and master instructor, helping humans just like you globally around the world to do what it is that we do. And that is working with horses in a completely different way, keeping the welfare of the horse par paramount to everything that we do. We do not use horses. We actually work and partner with the horses. This is why the program is absolutely outstanding. But why it's also so outstanding is because it is the horse that teaches through these objectively driven programs. And as we as facilitators are there to help the human beings to maybe understand what that horse's language would be saying to them and allow the human to come up with their own solutions to make a change or to not make a change. Like it's totally up to them. We do not tell people this horse is telling you that you have to go and buy some stock today. Or this horse is telling you, you got to drop all the baggage in your life. We don't do things like that. Cause it's but, not true. As I say, horses, they don't, they don't, they don't talk yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they don't have those pieces in them to be like, Bitcoin, way to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Doesn't work. Tabitha, hi. We haven't seen you in so long. Good to see you on here, Tabitha. Bree, Libby, good to see all of our girls on here too. Love it. Love it too. So maybe should we go into like kind of first defining what each of these are, like the mm -hmm. the actual investment versus the liabilities. So maybe do you want to do liabilities first? Or investments first? Well, I love investments because you see, investment is an asset. What's the asset? It's you. Like here's the thing that you really have to understand when you're going into business, it is an investment. You're not just giving money to do a certification or giving money to become a coach or giving money. You're investing in you because you know when you pay to what? Educate yourself in learning what you need to learn about your business the investment is tenfolds into you because why you want your business to work. So you're going to do all of the things that your certification, your, your university, your college, whomever it is, is going to tell you the steps that you need to do to be able to keep that investment in you. So why you can make money. So you're the asset to the investment. And that's why it's so paramount to also understand that now a liability a liability is like you buy a vehicle or you buy a boat or you buy a motorcycle. 
The liability is you pay money each month for these or out front full, whatever. You don't make a money you drop off, off any of that. It goes down in value. You're just paying, paying, paying. Nothing's coming back. Well, except you have transportation from me. Uh, and I was just say, yeah, yeah. It's a necessity like, that's nice. for a lot of people, but but it is considered a liability. So really understanding those pieces, and you guys can ask us any questions as well, helps to get your mind in a different mindset. Because being in business, and if you've never been self-employed, if you've never been an entrepreneur before, it's like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. What do these mean? What, what are, are these words? Yeah. But the freedom that comes along to understanding that you are the investment, you are the asset, to any business that you're wanting to choose, puts you in a more solid, calmer state versus just saying, I wanna do this, I wanna do this, blah, 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 blah. Like that, mm -hmm. we want to dream and we want to have goals, but in business and being an entrepreneur, you still have to understand you gotta bring, bring it in a notch. <laughs> Whoa, slow her down, because you, you still gotta do it one step at a time. And, is first understanding what's the investment, what's the asset to everything that you're going to be doing. And I was going to say with that too, you are the asset because you can do the work. If you take a course, if you take, you know, yeah, you'll get knowledge from all the courses or whatever else you take. But unless you take action with all of those pieces and create yourself as that asset, it's not going to do anything. You have to actually do the steps. You have to take those pieces to move forward and take the knowledge and apply it to something as well, right? To be able to really create that asset within yourself too. I think that makes, did that make sense? I, th I think it did. Oh, okay. Did it make sense <laughs> to you guys? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just looking at you and I was like, is she looking at me like I've said something confusing? But no, no, okay, no, no. very good. Yeah, so we have uh, some stuff to give. Well, I think we're just going to have you email us again for this. Yeah, we well. got another gift for you as well on the liability and the investment idea. But do you guys have any questions? Because we can go into more in liabilities as well. Because if you think about this, and I'm just going to use the example of being in the industry of horses, since that's, that's what we what do, we do. <laughs> and we're experts in the field. And that's why most of you follow us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so here's how even maybe your partners or your spouses might even think of things. So you take the horse, for example. They may consider that horse a liability because why? We know how much it costs to keep a horse on a monthly basis. And we know when our horse has an accidental, mm -hmm. it costs hundreds and hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars to fix our wee little pony pony. So you see that would be that liability or idea, right? Yeah. However, when you're in business for yourself, you already know you're the asset to your business. You now have your own business rolling, like being a self-proprietor. So then what you get to do with all of that money that would have just been a liability, liability meaning you don't get it back. Like it, it's gone. You've paid the vet. Your money has gone. It's not coming back in for that reason. But now being sole proprietor, you get to take the hundreds or that thousands of dollars and now you get to place it into your business. Mm -hmm. So yes, it looks like a loss in your business, but that's good for the government because at the same time, this way at the end of the year, you can see all the money that you've brought in and then you can see all the expenses that went out. 
your bookkeeper accountant does that beautiful little balancing thing to say, oh, government, they have either paid too much into you because you see they've got a lot of loss this year because they've started a business. And this is the best part. You get to carry your loss forward each year. Now, I know loss sounds scary because it does. Oh, like, I see. You right. Know, right. Like, right. like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm out of money? Like, what, <laughs> what happened? Why don't I have anything? It doesn't quite. It's like, it's not that way. It's just the loss is what you have paid out. Maybe that would look like more than you brought in. But when you balance it all out, that way you can actually look at maybe balancing out with the government or possibly even getting money back from the government. And then you're not looking at paying all the tax on everything that you have uh, brought money in as well. So it kind of helps balance things out so that your money that you take home is actually take home money versus when you have a regular job, you know, you pay whatever percentage it is that they automatically take off and that goes to all of your government fees and that kind of thing as well. Now, here's the nice thing with income tax deductions. If you already have a job, whether it be casual, part-time, or full-time, and you are wanting to start your own business, great time. Don't quit your jobs. Yeah. Like, here is the beauty, because this is the only time that it can happen with the government, okay? Meaning, so you start a business, you pay for, let's say, a certification, you buy another horse, you buy for some supplies, all of those great things that you have. What you doing? Uh, something just looks like it wasn't working oh, okay. for a second. So I'm just okay. checking. But okay, just to make sure. Yeah, just to make sure. So you have all of these things now that are going to be now part of your sole proprietor. But hey, I'm a nurse. I still work at the hospital. I still get a paycheck every single month. So what happens is, of course, the government takes the money off your paycheck before you get paid. So you've got your gross amount that you get paid, but then you see at the end, you got a net amount because the government has had to take all of their stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's your net amount. Now at the end of the year, you have all of this loss or expenses. You just call them expenses because if loss sounds too scary. Yeah, maybe that feels Yeah, expenses. Yeah. So you have all these expenses because you just started the business, even if it's midway in the year, even if it's three quarters in the year it doesn't matter you started this business now you've got your horses and all those beautiful things that way when your bookkeeper or your accountant does your balancing as carolyn had said with all your expenses and of course your income which would be i'm a nurse i get paid every month then they say oh my goodness like you've paid way too much in income tax because why they're taking in your new business because that's what bookkeepers and accountants do. They understand how to balance this piece. So more often than not, what will happen is you get a check in maybe June yes. from your government saying, oh, you will overpaid us. So here is $8,000 back to you. Whatever your amount is, of course, every time you're paying your income taxes, right? So this is why it's beautiful to start a business when you already are having a, a paying job now if you don't that's okay too yeah i didn't have like i just love business so i never had to have another business to risk going out mm -hmm. to start a business because i just always feel no matter how many times people told me it wasn't going to work i put tons of research thought i wrote out everything and when i decide to make a decision that i know it will work i'm the asset to my business and buy crack and doodles, I will make it work. Nobody on earth will tell me 
that it doesn't work because it's me who's the asset and it's me who sees the vision of where the business will roll. Does that kind of make sense? I think so. And I think it's good to know too, you don't have to start out and like make yourself incorporated or do any of that stuff like right off the bat either. Like I'm a sole proprietor. I have been for ever now, <laughs> it feels like a very long time. And there's no need for me to go and switch things up differently, right? Because I, I am working for myself. You don't need to even get to those other places places of being, you know, the limited businesses or corporations or anything else like that until further down the line either. So it's all baby steps. Like it all sounds like it's even if they want to do, you never have to be an incorporated company yeah, either. Absolutely. You know, being incorporated or limited or LLC is bonus for the fact that it's a name. So if you're wanting to keep a specific name, let's say like the Equine Connection, that was your name. Well, I know in my business, I always want that to be our name. So <laughs> we, of course, made it incorporated because then that helps to keep that name for you. Nobody else can use that name. But just so you know, and I'm not going to get into it, but trademark Trump's Incorporated Limited and LLC. Yeah, that's a whole. But that's another yeah. another day, another story. Another but chat. you can be sole proprietor your entire life in business. I've always been an entrepreneur, so mostly I've only ever been Carrie Fulmack, either being a realtor, Carrie Fulmack, running Thanks for the Memories Luxury Tours, Carrie Fulmack, being in a direct sales weekender business, and it would be paid to me personally, Carrie Fulmack. So it's, it's really so many beautiful options. Yeah. To be able to look over. I see we got Chris on here too. Chris, we haven't seen you in a while. Talk about the morning Chris. to you, good sir. Absolutely. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to mention with all of this is the importance of a fantastic accountant. If you don't know all of the intricacies of all of this right off the top of your head, have an accountant that you know and you trust. We have had fantastic accountants. We have also run into not so fantastic. I had one, Mondos. Yeah, I had one for my own that actually had all my stuff and then went MIA. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I didn't have my stuff anymore. No. It was a very sketchy place in time. <laughs> but you just want to make sure, too, that you have that great accountant or somebody you trust or somebody that can help you guide be, through all of this. Because it can seem a little bit overwhelming, but they, when they know their stuff... Matt, they're good to have on your team. It's a win-win. And Bree just made a really good comment too. Now, if being sole proprietor, you can stay as Carrie Fulmack, for example, which I did, or you can also buy a trade name. So then yes. they would do a search and for Bree, it was a force and action. Force action. Uh, and, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. That one. Yeah. But so you see, then she would have done a name name search through your registries. And then it's still, she can be paid through that business, Absolutely. but it's still her personally. So you can choose either just keep your own personal name or do a trade name just like Brie has. Because then at least she gets to keep that name for her website that she does, her social media platforms. It's nice for her because she wanted to have a business name to go with her yes. business versus just... Brianne Hingley, which is also a great name too. Yes, but it's always nice for clients too because, you know, you come to the Equine Connection and when you pay for something, you expect to pay the Equine Connection. So it would seem kind of off sometimes if you're like, oh yeah, just make the check out to me, <laughs> right? Like yeah. sometimes it seems a bit weird. So that's a really good point too. Oh, also, I know Lisa, I like Lisa's comment mm. there. Accountants can make or break With you. With the tuna fishes. Yeah, isn't that the truth? 
you know, and the other thing, accountants are super expensive as well. So I know for me, first starting out, it's still finding that right bookkeeper who understands mm -hmm. business. And you can tell as soon as you start talking to them, you know, if they got it all together or if they're not sure of certain things, because I quiz my bookkeepers all the time so that they're very clear. I know my business. So you can't tell me I can't use this because if you don't understand why I can use it, then you're not the one for me. So yeah. I make it, I kind of quiz them, take them through, well, hiring them because you know what? They're going to be making money from you. Yeah. So it's not bad to kind of take a look at certain people or reviews and recommendations. I was going to say that too. If you know somebody who says, my accountant's great, great. Absolutely. Right? The accountants are not the ones that you say, oh, this person's way cheaper. I'm sure I, I'm going to go with them. I'm sure it's all the same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, I wish we could show you. It's it's so funny, but one of our, our instructor, Jane, actually in Australia, she had sent us a picture of, you know, a beautiful rail that had this beautiful oh. engraved horse. And then there was a side-by-side -side picture with just a rail, like a stairs rail, with uh, a horse. toy horse with rope wrapped around yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the, the whole thing was you get what you pay for. Yeah. Not saying that everything you have to go high, because you don't. But my whole thing for myself, personally, my gut actually does a turn when something's too cheap. Yeah. When something's too low, it's like how if I'm going to invest in myself, like even in a certification, if I'm going to invest in me. What's going to bring me the money? Because you do get what you pay for. So it's really important to take a look at what industry that you're going to be going into. What company can help you the best to get your business off and running so what you make money right away? You want to make sure there's always a return on your investment. That's also being in with the asset as well, with that investment. If you are investing properly, there should always be an ROI. Yeah. So really take a look at what their ROI is or what they're stating it to be so that you understand and even the partners who are maybe supporting you in your life, that they also understand that, but honey, I'm going to make my money back. Because I've already got this plan and they have shown me how to get my return on investment. Yeah. And look at everything as a, you know, if you're doing long term or short term, there's all sorts of different ideas. But ask for the help if you need. If you don't know about that stuff and you can get a great accountant on or, you know, people that do know, ask for that help to learn because it can be a steep learning curve. But when you've got the support around you to help you out with it, it makes that huge, huge difference in knowing what you can and can't do. Absolutely. You don't know what you don't know until you do know. You know, it's funny in the USA, some of our facilitators has been interesting with their accountants and well, I would say it's mainly been bookkeepers, but they don't understand that when we're starting this business. And again, I'm just going to use us as the business. So equine assisted learning business, which is not a horse business. It is a skills development business. Right. So you see some of these bookkeepers are keeping it more of like a hobby farm or agricultural because there's a horse. Mm -hmm. But you see, that's not what our business is. Our business is skills development. So when we understand 
what business we are in. Does your bookkeeper understand what it is that you're in so that you have those proper write-offs? Yeah, because that's right? running into a fair amount of trouble too yes. as far as things that they can and can't do and things that they can write off and things that they can't. Like it's caused a little bit of havoc for them, but understanding that this is a business and even understanding how to do the write-off for the course itself was something that I think was more so in the States yes. too. But, you know, you can't necessarily write some things off. <coughs> just choked to my own slide. No, as your own, as a, like going to college or getting a degree, it doesn't write off that way, but it still is a write-off. So just kind of saying, In business. no, it can't happen. No, 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 no. It still has to go towards still your business because it's education. You need to move forward with it. So there's, again, it's having that knowledge and knowing who to ask for the knowledge and having somebody really good on your, I was going to say on your back, but that's not yeah. right. Having your back on oh, the accountant side of things. Yeah, because I, I actually figured that one out. Oh, <laughs> here's the other thing of maybe you don't know what you don't know till you do know. Our governments, you know, this is a okay, I'm not huge into the government speeches, let me tell you. However, the one thing I do enjoy, especially North America, Australia, our governments allow us as an individual, sole proprietor, even starting a business, a couple of years to prove that we can make mm -hmm. money. So this is why it's so exciting because it's not like they're, the government expects you to just make money in your first year. Like usually when you start business, I mean, it can take you up to five years to even start literally making money, but the government already knows this. But again, even with that, when the government sees that, yes, you still have all of these expenses that you're carrying forward, they now see, oh, people are starting to pay for your service. That's always what the government wants to see. Yeah. Because you see, yeah, because yeah. then you can keep going further and further with the government because you can't always be at a loss in business. Think about Steve Jobs. <laughs> like yeah. there is no he way no on loss. earth <laughs> he even made money in the first two years because that was multi-millions. But you see, this is where governments understand they need us business owners to start businesses. Why? It's great for the economy, for mm -hmm. one thing. And they understand how business works. So it's not a fight with them. You just have to have that right bookkeeper or accountant to understand all those beautiful pieces. And keeping a job is beautiful as you're building your dream career. Yeah. And it's not about outsmarting the government or no. doing something shystery. Do either. it right. You do it right. <laughs> you go to jail. But the options are all there. <laughs> I'm scared of the government. <laughs> you go to jail. <laughs> so you just, you know, you can follow the rules. But if you have somebody who's super knowledgeable on those rules, that's where it really comes into help. This is a great question too from Terry. Does your business own the horses or do you personally? I still own them personally because I don't want them to be business, but because I have it set up that even my arena, my arena is, well, Sid's and mine, so my honey's and mine, and the horses, because if anything ever happened in business, I don't want the horses to be a part of, I have to sell them or I have mm -hmm. to do anything. So it's kind of like, a, I guess, if you will, a rental agreement of sorts to be able to do that. because. I write off though all of my horses. Yeah. So all 10 horses, all 10 dewormers, all 10 farriers, everything is still in my business, but the horse piece themselves are, are beautiful, majestic beings. They're, they're mine. But anything that's associated with my horse gets all the write-offs in the business. Yeah. That, that, does that make sense, Terry? 
And then we got another one here too. Um, what are personal and development business? This we are a personal more. and development business. Oh, we are. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. We are a personal and development business. This might be help more for applying with grants. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, absolutely. You're not a horse business. Yeah. Because, uh, again, people don't know what they don't know until they do know. Mm -hmm. So, if the person who's reading your grant application has no idea what a horse can do for a human, it's not going to help you get any further. When you're writing grants, absolutely, you want to come with those objectives of what's going to come out of things. You want to come as come at it it's a wanted commodity that's the biggest thing i can say with grants yes you must prove that you have money so you can get more money so to have money somebody had to pay you so you have to be able to show that you are a wanted piece and people are looking for your services even if they aren't paying the full amount for them yeah, even if they're paying you 10 bucks it's something to come and pat your horse absolutely that is something and they look at that they want to know that you're needed and heck in today's world mental so wellness to me is the key number one thing that every one of us in the equine industry should be helping humans with because oh do they need us they need yeah. to be with a horse and they need to feel some healing <clears throat> in the chaos of what maybe losing their job not being able to support their family our poor little kids who can't just be free to be kids anymore yes like People need us so bad. And and even the whole idea with the oh, holy jumping to the know, uh, the whole idea with the COVID thing right now, this is still something that people can continue to do that can be outdoors, can keep distancing, can wear masks. These are all things that can be done. And now, like in Alberta, we just opened up again so that we can have 10 people in a space outdoors. That's beautiful. You can work with horses outdoors. You might be a little chilly, dress for the weather, but you can still make it happen and you can still have these beautiful life skills to help people move forward. And this is scary times for mental health. Scary, oh. scary, scary, scary times. And not everybody goes in to see a therapist. Not everybody even- They can't even go to a gym to work yeah. out. We don't have the same outlets to keep ourselves where Mentally. we need to be, right? So working with horses is a stunning, stunning way to help people out in this. And we can be moving forward with this now, which is lovely. Absolutely. <clears throat> oh, and, oh, and Terry, today. I also wanted to comment now, when I do buy a horse though, just so you know, it's still a write-off in my business because I need that horse, not only for me personally, but I need that horse because he needs to be, well, hopefully a part of what it is that we do. So anything that I spend money on, like seriously, anything is a write-off. Remember, if you have a mortgage, that interest is a write-off because you're in business now. You always have to, <coughs> excuse me, have an office space and the government allows you a certain like 5%, 10%, 15%. It depends how your space is set up. Mm -hmm. So that includes your utilities. That includes your cell phone, that includes your vehicle, that includes your maintenance on your vehicle, that includes your gas, your depreciation. And that's actually, I like that you said that because it's kind of like our horses are the asset to our business. So there's a, a, a kind of like a depreciation piece that they, our bookkeeper uses because they come in with a certain amount of uh, a number value, I guess you would say. And I hate saying it like that, yeah, but it that is. is. It is. You take that number value and then you can, they use it over the years that you are in business 
with the horses, but not using the horses, but remember there's still the investment. It's kind of like the facility as well. It might cost you, let's say, I don't know, anywhere from 80 to 120,000 to build an arena. You don't get it all written off in one year. They take that whole, and it still is to me an investment. It's not a liability, but it's see, it is a liability because it's so confusing. It's a liability because you owe money on it. Probably. But an asset to your business because you can work more. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then they take that and depreciate it out through the years as well. Do we confuse them on that one? I think that's so. a liability. Liability is an asset, <laughs> but it's an asset because we like it because it's a liability because it depreciates. This is why bookkeepers <laughs> and accounts, they get all of this stuff and yes. they know where to put all of the things and living beings that you are working with and where they place in your company. So yeah. this is what it's so much easier to always speak to them first. They know their stuff. Like hire someone who knows himself, who knows, knows himself. himself, who knows himself first. Yeah. <laughs> and then knows their business. <laughs> wow. But yeah. we do have a gift for you. Yeah. So how we're going to work this one is, well, again, we'll get you guys to email me because I think that worked really nice. I think it was, time. I think it was lovely because then there's no email going to junk. Yes. And well, and not, not only that is I actually got to have little chats with you guys. It was kind of oh. nice to have like the little one-on-ones. It was lovely. So yeah, we'll get you guys to email us. And what we'll do is we'll send you off a kind of lowdown on what some of the write-offs could be if you're working in a horse business. And the cool thing about this is when you start to tally up how much you spend, because sometimes I know we have all done this before, where we just kind of don't tally it up because we don't yes. really want to know in case somebody asks us at first. But this way, when you do tally it up and you can see how much of that would be a write-off for your business, it's actually kind of like, holy, this this could make a serious dent. So we will have you guys email me for that one. Do I have that on here already? You think? I think so. Yay, look at me go. But the other thing I want you to do, in addition to emailing Carolyn, is I want you to put a hell yeah in the comments. Yeah. So anyone who wants this PDF, I want you to put in a hell yeah and then email this chick here. And a tuna fish. Let's oh, and a tuna yeah. fish? Hell yeah, a tuna fish. What else? Hell yeah, and a tuna fish. Yeah. <laughs> now do a And back handspring. Yeah. And pretend that you're hooping at the same time, please. And rub your belly and pat your head. But you know, we'll always need liabilities. So just so you're aware, like this is just what we do in life. But now I'm going to tell you something that's super exciting that being in business all these years, I just learned this. Even though I always knew it, I didn't know how to exactly put it into words. But this fellow, he wrote a book about the dad one. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Nailed this it. is very cool. And I do recommend, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Again, stuff. if you really want to understand how you're the investment, I would so get this book. But what it, what it was is the thing even with money is very cool. Because think about this for a second. You get a paycheck, let's say, every two weeks. Now, in that... Two weeks, as soon as you get paid, you pay. No money again, because that's what happens. But here's the thing with money. In two more weeks, it's going to replenish again. This is the, I have used this. I have always said you do have to spend money to make money. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the secret, because that's the ingredient, is you. Because if you don't take the action, Nothing happens. You can't just sit here and I believe, I believe. And then it just works. No, I believe, I believe I spend the money, but I do the action to what? Make the money. So 
I always just think of this. If you're going to spend money, let's say you're, well, let's just use our certification. Let's say you came in $6,500. You're like, but the, it's an investment. It's an asset because you're going to get a return on investment, right? You're going to make money. But now dig this. You spend the 65, you get trained in business. You get trained how to work with these programs. You get trained in your return of investment on investment so that what? You're making money right away. So yeah, you take it out of the bank account and then boom, you start having a client give you money here. Client give you money there. See, now it starts replenishing that money that you've taken out. I do this all the time, even when I'm in dire straits and I have no money. I remember those times, like no money. My brain always said, you know what, Carrie, just spend the money because you know when you take it out, something happens where the money comes back in again. She's not even lying about this, you guys. Like, I know. Like, because it was, it was tough at first getting this whole thing. And then there was times where we were like, oh man, this is, that's a little bank account, right? <laughs> but the difference in our personalities is Carrie's like, yeah, let's just, we got to get it out there. We got to get it done. But it was totally true. And it actually convinced me, me otherwise. <laughs> She's very skeptical. I, I'm very skeptical and I'm very frugal as well. So when it comes to this kind of thing, normally I'd be like, well, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a, you know, a different Cheaper way to way. do it. Yeah. Frugal. But, uh, sometimes there's not and sometimes you do have to spend the money to be able to move to that next place where you're going to bring it in and this this business really is total proof of that and it wouldn't happen if it weren't for carrie because i'd be like oh mamazita i don't know if i can do that but i have learned from that you do have to put out the money if you're going to get something that is going to be able to get their return for you as well and you know i think psychologically if you if you will why it works so great and i know and i'm just speaking personally from me but when i spend money whether it be 500, 5,000, 20,000, when I spend money, it already excites me with the motivation to do the action to get my business to go yeah. because I know the money is going to be replenished again, but it really is. Number one, we would never fib you on this or ever tell you it's just easy to be in business. It is not, but it is the most glorifying freedom loving being your own bossing in the freaking sure world is. but you do have to have it this is why when you spend money you're just like it excites you instead of putting you in a frozen fear zone it excites you to move forward and you know the one thing i know for so many people people are so paralyzed in fear of mm -hmm. money and don't get me wrong we understand in COVID time people sure. are in any time though when you get paralyzed with money money is not meant to sit money is not meant to be buried money is actually meant to be used and sometimes you do got to risk a little in order to spend that money but then you make the yeah. money and i think that's the key term with it is the risk right because it's yeah. not necessarily the, that your bank account will be lower. It's the fact that there's a risk maybe associated with that, that what if you need, what if, what if, what if, but sometimes the what ifs never come or a whole different set of what ifs come that you weren't even on your radar, right? So it's not about being just stuck in that moment of risk because then you aren't moving forward at all. So you have to be able to get past that piece too. Lenora had a good question too. Uh, do you have a sample grant request letters and ideas for who to send them to please? Grants are, tricky Ooh. in that every single one is different 
and every single one needs to be written directly for that grant. So if you're in Canada, we do have grant websites that you can actually go on, see what's available. COVID has shut down a ton lately, but opened up others. So mm -hmm. you really have to kind of do your research into it, but it depends on who the market is that you're going to be helping. It depends on what kind of organization you're going to be working with. It depends on the skills that you're going to bring about, if it will affect the community, if it will bring about economic greatness, what like there mental is. Mental wellness. Like I would check huge. into the mental wellness yep. grants right now as well. Because if you're working with oh, indigenous. Absolutely. So yeah, really take a gander through those. And then once you found one that you think you apply for it, you answer the questions they ask. Don't go off on tirades, very succinct, and answer the questions that are asked of you in the actual report. Order. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like do it all just as said. If you don't, it doesn't even get read, it just gets flagged and chucked. So make sure that you really do like just go exactly by what they ask. That's the one thing, you can't go off script when it comes to a grant. You gotta stick to the script and stick to their script and be able to make sure that you're fulfilling all of those key pieces that they're requesting for you to have in the grant as well. So hopefully that, doesn't scare you, but it helps. <laughs> so to end her off, you don't know what you don't know until you do know. We hope that you do know even more exciting information for any of you who are wanting so passionately to begin your own business. Remember, the investment is you. You are the asset. When you spend money, money comes in. Why? Because you're going to take the action in order to do what you need to do, do to get your return on investment. So thank you all so much for joining us again. And remember to email Carolyn and we will send you out that gift, the PDF, which is so fun to go over even with your significant other or just for yourself. Start building your dream right all over the PDF, how you are going to make it because it doesn't matter where you are in life. Here's the thing. I, dirt broke poor. When you know you want to start something, a path and a door, a window, things open for you to be able to see it so that you can begin it because that's your purpose. Your purpose is to fulfill what's calling you to do. And if it is with horses, it's one of the greatest things you'll ever experience in your life, seeing a human being make a change right before your very eyes. But please remember, no matter what, you are the asset, not only to your business, but to your life. You are an asset. You're never a liability to anyone. Always remember that your gift is so needed here on this earth. And if you don't believe it, we believe it for you. And we are always here for you, no matter what's happening. Yes. Just know we are here. So have an amazing, amazing week. Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week, we're going to have tons more information and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to you all then.